0: This week on Priority One, we trek out what fans can expect from the Star Trek multiverse at New York Comic Con. We celebrate the franchise's 53rd birthday with Alex Kurtzman, and presidential hopeful Cory Booker talks about his love of Star Trek. In gaming news, we share our initial reactions to Star Trek Online's newest update, Awakening, featuring Anthony Rapp as his holographic counterpart, Paul Stamets.
1: RPN, the Roddenberry Podcast Network. This episode
2: of Priority 1 is brought to you by GamePrint. We thank them and our patrons for their support of Priority 1 Podcast.
1: Command codes verified. Priority 1 message from Starfleet coming in on secure channel. Hello,
2: Captains. You're listening to episode 429 of Priority One, a Roddenberry Star Trek podcast, your weekly report of all the major news happening in the Star Trek multiverse. Recorded live on Tuesday, September 10th, 2019, and available for download or streaming on Friday, September 13th at PriorityOnePodcast.com. I'm Elijah.
3: I'm Kat. And I'm Anthony. Before we jump into the news, we want to invite you to join in on the weekly conversations, whether via social media like facebook.com forward slash priority one podcast on Twitter or Instagram at priority one pod or by email to incoming at priority one podcast
0: We also encourage you to voice your opinions and give us feedback. Just use the voice memo feature from your mobile device and feel free to send that to us via email to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com.
2: Now, captains maintaining some of these features would not be possible without support of our patrons. Listeners like you who support the ongoing production of this show by offering a financial contribution each month. So visit us at Patreon.com forward slash PriorityOnePod. And check out how you can become an Admiral in the Priority One podcast, Listener Fleet.
3: Giving up your hard-earned money to a podcast is a big ask, and we understand that. So there are other ways you can help. One of the best ways you can show your support of this podcast is to share it. We want to start seeing our at handles mentioned each week by you. So be sure to share our show with your friends tell them that they can stay up to speed with the latest news from gaming, TV, film, literature, and more, right here on Priority One Podcast.
0: Now, let's check out all the latest news from the Star Trek multiverse.
3: Me, uh, then let's check it
0: out. The
2: summer is coming to an end. San Diego Comic-Con, STLV, bathing suits, and grilling may be behind us. But think of all the things we have to look forward to. Pumpkin spice coffee, pumpkin spice beer, pumpkin spice pancakes, pumpkin spice candles, pumpkin spice sweatshirts, pumpkin spice deodorant, and New York Comic Con! And this year's New York Comic Con will have as much Star Trek as Fall Has Pumpkin Spice on Saturday, October 5th, The team behind Star Trek Discovery and Star Trek Picard will take the Hulu stage at Madison Square Garden for an hour and a half to talk about their respective shows. Starting at 1 p.m. Eastern, Alex Kurtzman will be joined by Discovery stars Sonequa Martin-Green, Doug Jones, Mary Wiseman, Anthony Rapp, Wilson Cruz, and Dave Ahala to quote... Discuss the dramatic Season 2 finale and what adventures lie ahead for the Discovery crew as they jump almost 1,000 years into the future in Season 3. End quote. Next up at 145, Kurtzman will ditch the disco crew for the Picard Party, welcoming Sir Patrick Stewart, Alison Pill, Issa Briones, Michelle Hurd, Santiago Cabrera, Harry Treadaway, and and Evan Evagora to the stage to talk about what's in store for the anticipated new series. Now, if panels aren't your thing, which they should be, you still have the ability to partake in Trek at New York Comic Con. From StarTrek.com, quote, If you missed our USS Discovery Transporter experience at San Diego Comic Con this summer, never fear. It's making the journey to New York Comic Con and will be set up from October 3rd through October 6th, the length of the convention, in the Javits Center's Crystal Palace. Once again, you'll have the chance to score one of our exclusive Star Trek pins at the booth until supplies run out. Exclusive Star Trek Discovery and Star Trek Picard merchandise will also be available for purchase, end quote. For a link to the Star Trek.com announcement, check out the show notes. Are you guys excited for the announcements at New York Comic-Con?
3: You think there'll be that many? I mean... Maybe they'll announce a premiere date for Picard. That'd be cool.
0: I wouldn't be surprised, and I think, Elijah, you mentioned this before, that we might see a trailer, a full-length trailer for Picard, or and, and maybe a new trailer for Discovery, because this is really the last big convention for them to make a push for these two shows premiering next year.
2: So, yes, I expect quite a bit from New York Comic Con this year, especially that they're headlining at Madison Square Garden, theater, right? They're, they're at that stage. Mm-hmm. Last year, they had clip to show from one of the episodes. So maybe not a trailer, but definitely a clip. They're definitely going to show something. And then following that was their event at PaleyFest New York City. And there they showed a different clip and some more featurettes from Star Trek Discovery. So if last year is any indication or any anything to m- compare with, then we're going to see something. So Captains, here's the awesome thing. Sue from Women at Warp and I will both be there from the Roddenberry Podcast Network to report in on everything happening for Star Trek to you guys. So if you see us at the convention, stop us, say hi. We'll also have press passes. So hopefully that'll get us behind the scenes to have an opportunity to talk with some of these actors. Fingers crossed. Nothing is confirmed yet, but we hope that we will have that opportunity.
3: Oh, my God. If you get to meet Jason Isaacs, I'm going to die.
2: <laughs> be sure to follow us on social media at Priority One Pod on Instagram or Twitter. And Women at Warp, again, on Instagram or Twitter. And if you are going to be attending New York Comic Con, please, oh, please, oh, please reach out to us and let us know. Incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Because if there are enough folks going, why not do a little get-together and... and, and Grab a drink, a coffee, a pizza, a beer, whatever the case may be. Let's celebrate Star Trek as a group. So, again, reach out to us incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. And, of course, we'll provide more details as they become available to us.
3: Anthony, are you going to New York Comic
0: I'll, I'll at least be there for Thursday. I'm trying to figure out if I can be there for the whole weekend. So
3: Lucky. That's interesting. <laughs> it's so close. <laughs>
0: we'll send you pictures. Uh,
3: you and Jason Isaacs. I'll be mad. <laughs> I don't...
0: Don't worry, he yeah. won't be there. He's... Uh, not for Star oh, okay. Trek,
2: anyway.
3: Maybe he's busy. On Thursday, September 8th, 1966, U.S. audiences were treated to a new science fiction program, Star Trek. 53 years later, Star Trek has spawned five spin spin-offs, 11 feature films, and has served as entertainment, inspiration, and motivation. Star Trek has literally changed lives. To say Happy Star Trek Day to, well, itself... Star Trek relaunched its website, StarTrek.com, though the changes have been steadily implemented over the past few months, the site used Star Trek's birthday to roll out the red carpet. To mark the occasion, Star Trek's Admiral Alex Kurtzman narrated a video celebrating the franchise, discussing its core values, acknowledging its fans, and officially launching the new website. In the four-minute video, Kurtzman talks about what Star Trek is, saying, The
0: world we live in has changed. Star Trek remains a very steady starship in the media landscape, forever championing its core tenets of love, family, friendship, courage, sacrifice, and above all, grand limitless optimism.
3: Kurtzman closes the video by saying,
0: So let's move forward together into this amazing, inspiring, ever-growing universe that you've played such a huge part in building. Thank you all, and welcome home. Happy Star Trek Day
3: watch the video, follow our link in the show notes.
0: This is really cool. First off, that they're celebrating Star Trek Day, because I don't remember them making this big of a deal of it in the past. Am I right?
2: No, they've been doing it, at, especially since the 50th. They've been consistently kind of pushing the anniversary. The Okay. September 8th date. Because
0: this this feels a lot like what that other Star franchise does when they have a couple of dates throughout the year where they celebrate their franchise. And it's really exciting to me to see Star Trek really take that on and start doing that themselves with First Contact Day, Captain Picard Day, Star Trek Day. I mean, this is what this franchise has needed that other franchises have been doing for the last, you know, five to ten years. And it's exciting that we're, we're getting to this point and that everything's growing. I mean, it really is a great time to be a star trek fan
2: i find it interesting that they've laid out their website similarly to how one would expect a netflix or a hulu to lay out their their website right it's it's very it's blocked you know big images and draws your attention to certain things and acts like a media website now so kudos to them you know, you can, of course, explore all of their archives. They even have a games section up on top to showcase all their games, including Star Trek Online, of course. And if you go all the way to the bottom at the footer, you can click on fan
0: sites.
3: And we're still there. Woo-hoo! Oh, that's awesome.
0: Alex Kurtzman wasn't the only person to acknowledge Star Trek Day. As a matter of fact, two of Star Trek's pioneers blew out some of their own proverbial candles. In a tweet, Star Trek's first on screen captain, William Shatner, posted a photo from Where No Man Has Gone Before saying, quote, Happy anniversary, Star Trek, end quote. TOS co star George Takei also joined in on the tweeting fun, quote, Happy 53rd anniversary to Star Trek. Mantrap aired 53 years ago today. Oh my, end quote. Takei followed this initial tweet with a second saying, quote, Happy hashtag Star Trek Day, friends. How far Star Trek has come in its LGBTQ representation since the first series, end quote. And it wasn't just TOS stars that got in on the fun. Kate Mulgrew tweeted one of our favorites saying, quote, Happy 53rd birthday to Star Trek. Continuing to defy age and redundancy. Live long and prosper, end quote. For a link to the tweets, check out the show notes.
2: It's not uncommon to hear how Star Trek has inspired career choices. Doctors, engineers scientists, astronauts, and possibly a US president. Outspoken Star Trek fan, former Newark mayor, and presidential hopeful Cory Booker sat down with the New York Times to discuss his love of Star Trek and how it's affected his run for presidency. Booker said he has been a Trekkie since he was a young boy thanks to his father, Cary Booker. Booker recalled why his father loved the series saying, quote, it was hope. Star Trek was more than just an escape. It was a portal to say the future is going to be different. It's incredibly hopeful, and a belief that we're going to get beyond a lot of these lines. We're going to unite as humanity. It's a place where your virtue guides you, the highest of human aspirations. I think there's something about that that he found really powerful, end quote. Booker also stated Picard was his captain, explaining, quote, Besides his great haircut, I do love how profoundly intellectual he is and how reasoned and thoughtful. I was just re-watching the episode with him and Wesley Crusher, basically the one where Wesley is leaving and they get trapped and Picard is injured. He is incredibly affectionate towards him in a very restrained British way. You could see that he is still a nurturing leader. There's something about his style that I've just found compelling. End quote. For a link to the full story in which Booker discusses who in Trek is most like President Trump, if he thinks Kirk is Republican, and which episode he'd like to watch with his father, trek out the show notes. It's interesting, so where I work, I happen to have had the opportunity of recording a, a very intimate discussion at a bookstore near my, my job for my department. Had I known this, I would have certainly gotten into a conversation with him about it.
3: I like him, but that's really cool things to say about Star Trek, and you just don't realize how much that it can impact other people's lives, knowing if it impacted your life, and you know, it's kind of a universal for Star Trek fans.
0: Yeah, I mean, any, just about any presidential candidate who you know, has Star Trek, informing his core values, is has probably got my vote.
2: Some of you fans of the Ferengi aren't gonna like his use of comparison, but that leads us to our first community question this week: Has Star Trek inspired your career? If so, how? Let us know by replying to this community question post on our website at priorityonepodcast.com or by replying to our social media posts on Facebook or Twitter.
3: Well, Captains, that's all the news we have to check out this week. Now let's find out what happened in the world of Star Trek gaming. Computer status report. Status. Incoming message.
1: I'm only in a mood for good news today.
2: Captains, before we move forward, talking about this week in Star Trek gaming news, we need to take a moment to thank our sponsor, GamePrint, the company that allows you to 3D print in physical space your custom starship. That's right. For players that enjoy the game Star Trek Online, you can visit your ship tailor and upload your favorite ship to GamePrint to then have them 3D printed for you to display proudly wherever you showcase your Star Trek memorabilia. Now here's the thing, you don't have to play Star Trek Online to take advantage of this. Visit GamePrint.net and explore their extensive library of ships and their variants that have already been uploaded by other players. And the best part is that now it's even easier to select a ship and find the ship that you want to display. They've introduced the ability to filter by ship class. So now, if you are looking for an assault cruiser, just click that drop down menu and select assault cruiser. And of course, they are still offering their hand painted models. And for those of you that may not be aware, we did an unboxing of a galaxy-class starship during Star Trek Las Vegas. In that unboxing, I was joined by Star Trek Online's lead UI and ship artist, Thomas Maroney, along with art director, Bill Yates, and the Delaney sisters. So if you haven't already watched that video, visit us over on facebook.com forward slash priority one podcast and check it out. Anthony, did you see that video of the unboxing for the uh, hand-painted ship?
0: You know, as you know, I wasn't able to make it to STLV this year, but let me tell you, when I saw that video, I got all googly eyed. Even through the video, that ship looks so amazing. And I know that that's like their top of the line like version, but just to think that you can go and, and pick out the ship you want the name you want, the registry number you want, the style you want. If you play in the game, you can log in and put whatever shields on it that you like to play with or or that you think are cool. And then to have a ship delivered to your door in that detail and that style, you know, that's just something that you, you can't get anywhere else. And being able to display that, show it off, talk about it when you have friends over it's something that every Star Trek fan dreams of and now that dream is reality
2: well captains again be sure to visit gameprint.net explore their library and now sort by ship class and when you do and receive your ship be sure to send us a picture, like Lawrence has already done. When he received his ship, he wrote to us saying, quote, thanks to the guys at Priority One, a Roddenberry Star Trek podcast, and GamePrint, the first of my jazz fleet has finally arrived. My flagship, the USS Duke Ellington. Up next, Enterprise class, USS Lady Day. I'm really happy with how it came out, end quote. Again, that's GamePrint.net, and we thank them for their support of Priority One. In the week leading up to the launch of Star Trek Online Awakening, Ambassador Kel posted the description for the last two of the new Beta Quadrant patrol missions. These new patrols will be part of the Halt the Mycelial Crisis event and will be the first set of patrols to usher in the game's new patrol user interface. These new patrols are... The Ninth Rule. Players deal with mercenaries working for the Ferengi Damon Madron as he steals mycelial spores from the kinder system to sell on the open market to the highest bidder, end quote. Maedron seems to have a knack for getting into no good and often caught by our captains. You may remember this Ferengi from previous missions, such as Mine Enemy, Warehouse, Echoes of Light, and even Quark's Lucky Seven. Up next, Ruins of Doom. Investigate reports of House Mokai activity in the Imaga system, believed to be a site where prototaxites grows. Stellavatori grows." End quote. The Imaga system has been visited by players before in the mission The Doomsday Device, where captains stopped the planet-killer device after it destroyed the planet's moon. Have any of you had the opportunity of playing any of these patrols?
3: I played the ninth rule right before the show. It was really good.
2: It's funny, that's the one I played too. That's the one with the Breen, right?
3: Breen? No. Alachi?
2: Oh, no. So there's another mission with Major.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. This ninth rule uh, is the one I played. Um, you meet up with him or he's trying to, well, what they said, sell these spores on the open market. But I don't want to give too much away. But wow, the animations in this patrol are... It's really great. I mean, I thought it was fantastic.
2: Anthony, what did you have a chance to play?
0: Um, I played the uh, TFO and the new mission. I have not yet played the patrols.
3: Yeah, I played the other
2: Madron episode, uh, or rather patrol. It was fun. It was, you know, I was in and out. It was a standard patrol where the Breen get involved. But the voice acting really brought the patrol to life. And And it didn't drag. Like, that was the other thing, is that... It wasn't like a mission where okay the voice acting is dragging this a little bit and I wanted to be in and out. I wanted to come in, fire my phasers and get out kind of thing. I was I was really pleased with it.
3: Yeah, there's not a lot of cut screens. The you know, the voiceover was great. It was short and you get in and get out is awesome. I thought it was great.
0: I do love the fact that this is an option to get a quick fifteen 15- marks because there's been a lot of times where i've been in a situation in my reputations where i just need like five or ten more marks and i don't want to do a whole tfo to do it or i don't want to go you know and do a random tfo to to get my marks of choice to be able to jump in and do one of these and just grab 15 quick marks to finish something is sounds very cool
3: i did the same thing i needed three marks and i'm like oh my god i got those marks (laughs)
0: One thing I am a little concerned about, though, with the addition of the patrol queue, basically, for lack of a better term, Mm -hmm. I'm a little disappointed that it feels like it's taking some of the exploration out of the game, like the discovery out of the game, where you could be wandering around and it's like, oh, what's this? There's a random pop up here.
2: Yeah, you see, for seasoned MMO players, for, for players that expect that, people who have played MMOs for a long time, I mean, you know early World of Warcraft days, City of Hero days kind of thing. That's expected. As you journey, you pick up a quest. But Star Trek Online is unique in that, A, it's a 10-year-old game, and B, it needs to cater to an audience that wants to be in and out, right? I don't necessarily want to fly through sector space. As beautiful as it is, There, is, there isn't exploration, and they have not found a method of introducing these patrols or introducing content in an exploratory fashion that word exploration has been a rally cry from the community for a long time but cryptic still hasn't found a way to to implement that properly at least in this case i was legit able to walk in and i'd be careful to call it a queue and i wouldn't call it a queue because queue means you have to wait the patrols are single mission single player missions so you don't have to wait you click you open up the patrol ui hit launch and If you're on Earth Space Dock, on the ground version of Earth Space Dock, inside Earth Space Dock, you transport out. And then at the end of the patrol, you're transported back to Earth Space Dock. Similarly to how you would do a TFO, but there's no
0: waiting because you're on your own. Do we know if you're traveling near those specific systems? Does does the patrol option pop up when you're there?
3: I don't know. I would assume they would because you can still fly to like Japori and all of those patrols. Right. But I haven't looked today because I haven't had time. As usual, with the arrival of new Star Trek Online content, comes a new lockbox. Behold, the Kelvin Divergence lockbox. Once you get past the lens flare, you'll see the new grand prizes in this box are the T6 Kelvin Heavy Destroyer for Federation Allied Captains and the T6 Kelvin Timeline D7 Heavy Destroyer for Klingon Allied Captains. Alternately, players who win the grand prize choice can select the previous Kelvin Timeline T6 ships, the Heavy Command Cruiser, the D4X Pilot Bird of Prey, or the Talaru Intel Carrier Warbird. The Kelvin Heavy Destroyer is recognizable as the same ship type as the USS Kelvin seen in Star Trek 2009, though it's also known as the Einstein Class. Other prizes available in the lockbox include two new consoles. The Swarmer Matrix and Whole Image Refractors, a new Starship trait, Concealed Repairs, new Space and Ground weapons, Ultimate Plasma weapons, kit modules, kit frames, Captain traits, and all the regular lockbox rewards. Each box also includes three Trans Warp beaming devices which allow the user to beam an away team to a distant planet.
2: Is there anything in any of these lockboxes that you guys want to get a
3: hold of? Uh, yeah, D7, hello. <laughs> I want all of them.
0: I'm not huge on lockbox ships, and I certainly am not a huge fan of the Kelvin constitution, but the USS Kelvin ship itself, I would love to have that ship. New items are also arriving in the buy store. The survival suit costume, as worn by the Enterprise crew after being stranded in Star Trek Beyond. Jayla's staff, a new weapon that combines a melee staff with a sniper rifle and the Ultimate Adaption Space Item Set. The two-piece set bonus automatically fires a Plasma Energy Strike against the enemy when you critically strike or miss, and the three-piece set bonus grants an active ability that massively reduces weapon cycle time. And to get everything started, there will be sales in the Low Buy Store and for keys in the Zen Store from now until Tuesday, September 17th. For a full list of new items and their stat details, check out the show notes. So Jayla's staff... Like, that is awesome that this is coming to the game. And
3: Oh, I want that. I want that. Do Do we have
0: costume options and, and alien space Barbie options to make the same race as Jayla?
3: After that movie came out, I really liked her so much. I made a Jayla. I want that staff for her. I mean, it's not exact, but it's as close as I could get.
2: Yeah, the alien race.
3: Yeah, it was just an alien that I made, you know, with the face. It was, yeah. I wish we had those facial markings, though. So.
2: And I don't think that they even identified what her race was in the film so mm-hmm. yeah i just don't spend money on lock boxes so i don't have a large bank of low buy sometimes i will splurge just for an item in the low buy store but i'll wait until keys go on sale or something to buy a bunch of them and then do the math to figure out how much i have to spend to get the item so yeah this is these are nice vanity things in most cases. But not for me.
0: I like that they're revisiting the Kelvin timeline stuff. I think it's an interesting, it's interesting timing. And I'm wondering if it's foreshadowing something to come, especially with what we'll talk about here in a minute, the the new mission and some things that are said in that mission that might, that might reveal some stuff.
3: See, in my mind, it was all a licensing thing, but maybe I just lawyer it too much. <laughs> Because they had four movies they thought they were going to do, right? So they would have said, okay, in this amount of time, you can release these things. And then after that time period expired, if it didn't come out, they were still allowed to release it. But that's like a provision in a license agreement I would have written.
2: (laughs) Well, let's ask our community. Are you surprised to see Kelvin timeline items make a return to Star Trek Online? And what would you like to have from the new lockbox? Again, let us know by visiting us over at PriorityOnePodcast.com or follow us on social media because we post these community questions on Mondays before we record our show. Now, with all of the content that was just released today on Tuesday, September 10th, we got several new patrols, we got an update to the UI, a new way to progress through an event, and of course, the mission Beneath the Skin, which introduces actor anthony Rapp reprising his role as stamets well sort of stamets now we're not gonna go into spoilers we're we're gonna try not to ruin it for you or go too much into detail about what the mission's about but we will give you our first impressions anthony why don't you go first
0: yeah i really enjoyed this mission you know, sometimes when when new missions are released, you play it once, and you're like, yeah, that was okay, but then you play it more and more and it kind of gets better and better. I certainly felt that way with the Landry missions. This one, I really enjoyed right off the bat. I thought it progressed really well. I felt like you got to really experience, like, what the characters were experiencing. I thought Anthony Rapp did a great job, and it was fun. I I really liked, you know, kind of the mechanical stuff that they introduced that is also in in the TFO, so if you played that, it's it's a very similar and I really enjoyed the the visuals of this episode were absolutely incredible. So overall I really enjoyed it and I uh, I can't wait for the next ones.
3: Cap, what did you think? I loved it. I thought yeah, the visuals were stunning, the maps were beautiful. Um I just spent like time walking around after you know stuff happened and just to look at stuff. It was gorgeous. I loved it. I can't wait to play it again cuz I feel like The next time you play it, you'll have learned some things and might change your approach. But, you know, you wouldn't know that until you play it. And yeah, I just thought it was fantastic.
2: Agreed. I first a big shout out to Nick Dugan, whose project was bringing the mycelial network to life in Star Trek Online.
3: Well, well done that guy, because it's gorgeous.
2: The first thing that I thought once you transported into the mycelial network was... Gosh, I wish I could explore this in VR. I log in from time to time to Sansar, and some of the authors there create some remarkably stunning environments. I've had the opportunity of even chatting with some of them and getting to know them because they are involved with Roddenberry and, and the the Roddenberry relationship with Sansar. So yeah, this was gorgeous, and I, I really was like, man, I want to put on my headset and walk around this environment cuz it's just so stunning. So kudos to Nick. I also liked the Einstein-Rosen bridge to get from place to place on in the mycelial network. I thought that was I thought that was a, a nice trick.
3: I got to tell you, it made me kind of dizzy. Like I felt like I was there. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was like, wow, this is brilliant, really really well done because I can feel it. <laughs> Overall,
2: I thought the mission was snappy. I thought it was, you know,
3: uh, on to the next thing, let's
2: keep it moving. and it was and it played that way, and it played well. I, I do want to give a few pieces of advice for some players who may not have the opportunity of of having played it yet. For starters, when you are in the mycelial lab during the first half of the mission, on the discovery, you have to interact with both consoles. It's not just one, it's both consoles. You have to run back and forth between the two of them to level out the mycelial reaction happening in the, in the lab. Second of all, I could have done without a certain character reminding me time and time again that I needed to collect more fluid from the mycelial pond as I was battling. I just was one too many, one, just a few too many times and a few too many reminders. I get it, I gotta refill my fluid. But transport overall, vessels
3: are leaving the starbase base. Curland here. <laughs> right, right.
2: So uh, other than that, though, again, I was just really Anthony Rapp knocked it out of the park. I mean, it just was the dialogue and the script was just very, very well written. And Anthony Rapp did a phenomenal job delivering it. And so kudos to him as well.
3: Agreed. He's great.
0: So that brings us to our final community question for this segment. What did you enjoy most about Star Trek Online's Awakening content? Let us know in the comments section for this episode at PriorityOnePodcast.com or by visiting us on social media.
3: But one final note, in console news, this past Tuesday, September 10th, two new content sources reached captains on consoles. The Arena of Sompak featured TFO event that we previously described on the show will run until October 1st, giving players a chance to earn the Section 31 Heavy Phaser Rifle and other prizes. At the same time, console players are getting an updated Infinity Lockbox, which contains two new Tier 6 Voth Starships and prizes that were previously in the Emperor's Lockbox, like the T6 Styx Dreadnought. To review all the details, check out the links in our show notes.
2: Well, that wraps it up for this week in Star Trek Online Gaming News. Now, let's open Hailing Frequencies and see what's incoming. <laughs>
1: Some drives warp me, some impulse me, I think they're okay. If they don't get me where I'm going, I go tardigrade. I can fly through space and time with sparkling blue lights. Cause the drive that runs on fungi makes me feel alright. Cause we are jumping through a mycelial world, and I am a mycelial nerd. You know that I am loving this whole mycelial world, cause I am a mycelial nerd. Klingons attack, they're on track to vaporize your face. Ja'ula spies with House Mokai on my secret mushroom space. Holograms, tricorder scans, memories are the key. Photonics can't cope, the Joseph have hope, cause Paul Stamets lives in me. Cause we are jumping through a mycelial world and I am a mycelial nerd You know that I am loving this whole mycelial world Cause I am a mycelial nerd Cause we are jumping through a mycelial world and I am a mycelial nerd You know that I am loving this whole mycelial world Cause I am a mycelial nerd
3: message
1: coming in, sir. Hailing frequencies. Open.
3: See? We are getting to know each other.
0: Well, captains, hailing frequencies are now open. And we're ready to receive all of your incoming messages.
3: Last week's first community question was, which approach to Star Trek storytelling do you prefer? Morality plays? An optimistic approach? A darker tone? Action-packed? Thoughtful? Let us know.
0: From Instagram, drive, sleep, repeat, says... As a young person, TNG really spoke to me. The, we're Starfleet, we don't lie, tact of hope for the future of humanity really resonated as I looked towards my own future. In my 20s and 30s, I connected with the more pragmatic approaches of Janeway and Archer. I never watched DS9 until my 40s. The maturity and jadedness that comes with age has given me an appreciation of a world more shrouded in shadow. Discovery, great show that checks all of the boxes. I couldn't agree more.
3: From Facebook, Peter Archibald, I prefer my Star Trek to be at its core optimistic with a bit of a morality play. It is the optimism that has kept the franchise relevant for 53 years. I would like to see that continue in new Star Trek series as well.
2: From Instagram, Katie Fulfer writes in, there can be a balance between thoughtfulness and fun action. I don't mind some darkness or bleakness, but as a TNG and DS9 kid, Hopefulness and resiliency are core messages of Trek for me.
0: The second and third community questions last week were, would you pay 6,000 zen to instantly unlock event rewards? If not, what would you pay? And will you complete most of the event progress using the episode the TFO or the patrols?
3: AlienGamer79, it's okay you only answered the first part of that a community question. Says, I expect quite a few will since the dilithium payout will increase when you still do the event after completing it.
2: Sean Newboy answered both. Not sure how much I would pay, reward based, but much less than 6K. And for his second community question, a mix based on how I feel about the new content.
0: From PriorityOnePodcast.com, Tyler Maxwell wrote in and said, Probably not, but I usually have the luxury of enough time to grind the Stowe events for free anyways. I am a bit puzzled by the choice to pad the reward pack with weapons and tech upgrades, which comes across like an attempt to boost the Zen price for some extra baubles that many folks would have been willing to do without. Seems like the pack could have just omitted those and lowered the price a bit to make more folks happy. And for the second community question, that remains to be seen. Depends on whether any or all of those methods are repeatably fun or a nauseating grind.
2: You know, I have to admit, I was tempted to hit that buy now button to finish the event, just to just to see if it satisfied, like if it satisfied me at all to have to have completed it on day one, though. Yeah, even on day one, I just like just as an experiment, just to f- see what it felt like to be just for a little bit just for a moment to feel like a whale to have the extra spending money you just be like I click 60 bucks meh. you know like it's for a moment
0: the thing that i really like the most about this new system is that when you look at the interface and the new ui and it gives you three things you can do to complete your daily uh reward accomplishment or your reward progression if you do all three you do too much And what I like is that you can do two out of the three, or you can do one twice, or you can do a variation. It gives you the option. So what I like is that if you think certain things are fun, you can just do those over and over again. Or when you get bored with one thing, you can go and mix it up with something else. And that's gonna make it easier and and more fun to quote unquote grind out, because it's not gonna feel like grinding anymore
3: exactly that was the point was people felt like all these featured events were too grindy because you had to do the same thing every day you know over and over and over but now you don't have to do that so it takes part of the grind out of grinding for your event
2: well that wraps up episode 429 of priority one a roddenberry star trek podcast but there are more great shows available to you on the roddenberry podcast network Just visit podcasts.roddenberry.com for a complete list. Then be sure to subscribe and share them all.
3: But we can't forget to send a special thanks to some of our Patreon supporters like Diana Gunther, Darnell Dwayne Ross, David K. Rutley, Joshua Selig, and Peter Archibald.
0: Before we go, here's our community questions for this week. Has Star Trek inspired your career? If so, how? Are you surprised to see Kelvin timeline items make a return to Star Trek Online? What would you like to have from the new lockbox? And what did you enjoy most about Star Trek Online's Awakening content?
3: Captains, it's important to us that you get your voice heard and that you participate in the conversation. Leave us a comment on our website at priorityonepodcast.com on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward/priorityonepodcast slash or find us on Twitter and Instagram at Priority One Pod.
2: Don't miss a thing from the Star Trek Multiverse. Catch our episodes every Friday by pointing your favorite podcast app to Priority One, a Roddenberry Star Trek podcast. You can even join in on the fun while we record our episodes live on Tuesday nights at around 8 p.m. Eastern on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. Keep an eye on our social media channels for details.
3: Be sure to spend time with Admiral Winters and me, and the Priority One Armada, Saturday nights, the Armada broadcasts live to review the latest Star Trek online and Armada news, as well as spotlight some of the amazing members in our community. Each week, we team up with you, the viewers, to earn things like reputation marks and dilithium. With regular giveaways, there's something for all STO players, new and old. Follow us on all our social media accounts for broadcast times. And if you'd like to join the Armada, visit priority
2: This episode of Priority One is brought to you by our patrons through patreon.com. Find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash priority one. And even if you can't offer a financial contribution, one of the most important things you can do is to share this show. Let your fellow Trekkies know that they can get their weekly roundup of Star Trek news right here on Priority One. Just hit share or retweet on Facebook or Twitter.
0: Don't forget to tune in to Priority One Productions' Guard Frequency Podcast at guardfrequency.com. Each episode, The Guard will take you inside the universe of your favorite space sims, including a tabletop adventure played out by your hosts. And Heroes Rise brings you up to date with the world of Dungeons & Dragons. Learn all about the latest publications, tools, tips, tricks, and traps in less time than it takes to skin a wyvern. Head over to HeroesRisePodcast.com to discover their secrets.
2: Thanks to our audio editors, including William Hardy, Brandon Parker, Rand Hurl, Daniel Stevens Roscoe McQueen and Skiffy thanks to our producer Jake Morgan for assisting in the production of our weekly show to community manager Shane Hoover thanks to our graphic artist Henry Pumper with support from Jason Smith of the Priority One Armada thanks to the composer of our theme music Chris Watts thanks to our syndication partners Subspace Radio and Trek Radio but most importantly a big thanks to you the Star Trek community our listeners because without your ongoing support none of this would be possible
3: enemy ship on sensors red alert engage
1: complete
0: we celebrate the franchises fifty third the franchises the franchises the <laughs> franchises we got the franchises we celebrate
3: <laughs> each box also includes three trans warp beaming devices Trans-warps. twans warps twans warps you know when you want a twans warp to somewhere <laughs> Oh, good times. That <laughs> made me laugh, Fan, today. <laughs> Each box. Dang it.
2: Those wasco y triumph
3: You never hail me anymore. Yeah, you never <laughs> hail me anymore. <laughs> to review. You, he doesn't, look, this guy doesn't
0: even know any stick songs, so don't That's let him true. prove you.
3: Oh, I just sang one. Jeez, Oh, I know that I know, one. I know he
0: doesn't one. know it. I know he that He doesn't one. know any stick songs. You listen, oh,
3: Dennis DeYoung, Young, he's amazing. All right.
0: This is Anthony, feedback, sync three. What are you guys laughing about?
2: Feedback in, th- because daddy got mad. Three, two.
0: <laughs> is he going to spank me? Ooh. <laughs> Hey, t- hey, Anthony, you know that line you're not supposed to cross? Look behind you.
2: <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Try to deliver that with a straight face. Go ahead. Oh,
0: oh. I have to start, don't I? Oh, shoot. <laughs> shoot. Okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> Professional voice. Meow. Meow. Did we lose her? I don't know. Oh. Is she there? Uh, oh, you're muted. You're muted. muted.
3: Ah! <laughs> I was totally talking the whole but, time. But you,
0: cat, <laughs> it sounded great. Just do it again.
3: Yeah, well, luckily you didn't hear the dog bark, so awesome.
2: This episode of Priority One is brought to you by our... Pa- Are by you having a stroke? This episode...
0: Head over to HeroesRisePodcast.com mm. to discover their secrets. Really, Jake? Really? Did he
2: really just let his cell phone go off in the middle of a recording? Oh my god. What is this amateur That's like, hour? I'll
0: beat him I'll beat him afterwards.
1: Podcast.com. The Roddenberry Podcast Network.